welcome to The Villain Was Right, the podcast where we look at movies and TV shows from the villain's perspective and dare to ask, were they really all that bad? I'm your host, Craig Faye. And I'm your host, Rebecca Reeds. And today on the podcast, we are talking about Blade Runner. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that. <laughs> I mean, it's, it seems dramatic. Now, here's a real question I have for you. Which version of Blade Runner did you watch? Oh, I don't know. The illegal one. Whatever <laughs> whatever site happened. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. fair enough. Because there are famously so many different cuts of this movie. Oh, dang. It, there's like... It, yeah, and I wasn't even going to like try and get into it to make sure that we were both watching the same one. Are they it, dramatically different? Uh, they're not dramatically different, but there is... Okay, let me ask you this. Okay. Is Deckard, Harrison Ford's character, okay. a replicant? I don't think I grabbed that from the... What okay, they... then you probably watched an older version. Oh, <laughs> okay, because they, they like kind of implied it, and I thought that's where we were going. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I was like, well, yeah, because if... she was like, do the test on yourself and like all this kind of stuff. So I was like, okay, well, clearly this is where we're leading, but I don't think it ever popped. No, it is really subtle. And and so I looked up the differences between the two. Was there a unicorn in yours? A unicorn yeah. scene? Okay, then we both watched the same cut. Okay. So we both watched the final cut or whatever it was. Oh, um, so do they reveal it then? And I just missed no, it. No, but the only thing that hints at that he is a replicant is the... the um, the the part where you say where they're like, did you ever test yourself? Yeah, would, uh, which like is a could be a throwaway. Yeah, Rachel thing. says that. Yeah, Rachel yeah. says that, and you're like, oh, maybe. But then, well, I was thinking that I've never seen the okay. So to say, I've never seen this movie before. This right, was and like I'd seen it once before. The first time I had ever watched this movie, I got fresh eyes on it. Um, I thought from Jump Street that he was one. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah, like that's clearly where this story's gonna lead me. I have to assume, yeah. Okay, and yeah, I had to like read about why I was supposed to think he was a replicant because I definitely didn't clock that at all. Oh, I just thought that from the start. As soon as they were like, okay, there's replicants, I'm like, well, then he's got to be one because he's too good at his job. But we're also so used to there being twists. Yeah, that's true. Right? So apparently the thing that's supposed to tip you off, and this is why I asked about the unicorn, is he has that weird dream about a unicorn in the middle of the movie. Yes. Right? And then at the end, when he's leaving with Rachel, he picks up that little origami thing from, mm-hmm. um, I forget his name, but it's uh, Edward James Olmos, his character. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's a little unicorn. Yeah. Insinuating that Edward James Olmos oh. knows that his memories are all implants. And yeah. that's his cell thing. And I didn't clock that at all. I didn't clock that it was a unicorn. But now right. that you say it, I'm like, of course, As that's, soon as you read yes. it, you're like, great. But also... Uh, I had to read that, right? And I didn't get it the first time. And apparently that unicorn scene isn't in the original cut, which like means that you would never know the symbolism. Anyway, it's all crazy. Uh, but that's all to say, who's the villain of this movie? Well, there's a couple, huh? There's a couple. I think the main one was, uh, the, well, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's Beatty, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, although you could argue that the larger one is the doctor. Uh, yeah, I think, I think, you know, he's probably the ultimate mm-hmm. villain, like after we really look at it, but I don't think he's presented as a villain by this movie. Do you? Yeah, I thought so. Absolutely. Oh, no, okay. my, but uh, that might be because I'm watching it specifically for this. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah. It's, Where I'm like, this dude's bad. This is a bad motherfucker. <laughs> it's weird how this podcast, doing this podcast has kind of skewed my, <laughs> the, oh. way, the way I watch movies and how I, I clock certain people. No movie characters. is safe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't turn it off. Yeah. It's uh, really ruined it, but okay. whatever. <laughs> yeah. I think Roy, Roy Beatty to me is, is the, the person that you think is supposed to be the villain all the way through this. I think the movie frames him as this, but it's, I, I feel like it's so easy to argue for him, though. Well, that's and I the, think that's why, well, obviously. Well, yeah, and I think the movie does take that perspective, too, where it's like mm-hmm. at the end of this, you know, it, this experience is supposed to humanize Deckard, Harrison Ford's character, right? Yes. Where he's, yeah. So, um, but I mean, Roy Beatty is this replicant who are, they're robots, and they say that you they are as intelligent they're as strong, stronger than humans and at least as intelligent. Yes. Um, but they... And have the capacity to develop um, emotions and feelings on their own without guidance. Right. Which but, is very important, I think. Yes. 
And they artificially limit their lifespan. To four years. Four years. So they don't develop those emotions. Yes. Although some of them clearly do at the tail end. Yeah. (laughs) Some of them are there. Right. Which is the, that's a super evil thing about it. Yes. Uh, Yes. So something that I think should be mentioned right off the top is that all of these people were designed to do what they're doing. Okay. Essentially. Right. Like, like you've created killing mission. You know what I mean? Like you've, you've created these things that are supposed to kill or be operatives or. Right. Cause Roy's a soldier. Exactly. So, um, anything that they do, I feel like is just pretty much at the hand of the designer. Yeah. You can only do what you've been built to do. Um, you, it's hard to have certain moralities when you're, um, living on borrowed memory. It, I mean, these guys are just doing exactly what they were designed to do. Uh, and then once they start developing other emotions and feelings, like you can see that at the very end when uh, when Roy doesn't kill um, uh, Deckard. Yeah. He has the opportunity. That could many, be, many times. Many actually. times. He could die at his hand many, many, many times, and it never happens because he knows he's expiring and uh, he has a different sense of morality now. He's like, I will. My, the memory of me will be like washed away, essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, that is a great line in this, though. It's like I've seen things. I've seen like like I've I've seen all these things, and they're all just gonna like those experiences just wash away like tears in the rain. Mm-hmm. Like that's a great. He improvised that line, by the way. No way. Yeah, 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 yeah. The tears in the like tears in the rain is apparently an, an improvisation by that actor. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think um, a group of people. This is okay. If you frame this differently, if you're like okay, um, the all the all these four people have a disease. Okay. And yep. they all know that they are going to die at a certain time. And they have doctors given them six months to live. Yeah. The doctor has given them six months to live, but the doctor also uh, injected them with it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, you have this really weird balance of like, they're just coming back to that doctor being like, Is there a cure? Fix it. Yeah. Is there a cure? And they have to get to this cure, or otherwise, all of them will die. Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? Right, especially when that's we, that's uh, what you've been trained and designed to do is get into places that you shouldn't, yep. and uh, kill people. Well, and it's it's not even the killing because I think they like they've demonstrated that they can like walk around this city and they're not just like rampaging killing machines. No, that's right. You it's like I mean? calculated. Yeah, and I I think it's that you know. This guy's been off in the spaceships or whatever fighting mm-hmm. wars and then suddenly realizes I can act in my own self-interest and for my own things and I realize I'm going to die. Therefore, I need to... Like, I'm experiencing life for the first time as, mm-hmm. like, an intelligent, emotional person and I would like to keep doing this, please. Therefore, of course, I'm going to go and try and, and, and find this out. And like, I think the only person who doesn't really deserve what they get was, uh, what is it? Oh, uh, oh, uh, Sebastian, JF Sebastian, the the sort of weirdo guy who kind of like helps him out. Yeah. But he had such a a vibe to me with, uh, the, uh, female press press. Yeah. Pre, Uh, pre, sorry. Pre, Uh, press. I don't know. I don't, uh, they, they had a weird thing happening where I was like, I don't feel that bad for this guy. Also, um, the fact that he, when she, when he brings her in and is like, Oh, uh, I, I build my own friends. That is, the fucking creepiest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. You have slave friends. Yeah. You have slave friends. That's crazy. Well, that's then that's a very specific level because um clearly some of these things were more aware than just being toys. Yes. And, and they th- demonstrated that in a few scenes. Um, I don't think this is a very good guy, to be honest with you. He would I didn't feel bad for him at all. 
Yeah, I guess he's like w- a little weird for sure. Yeah, and and the, the slave friends, the, Craig. The, yeah, no, no, no. But <laughs> and then it becomes that level. So like the, another thing they never really establish is are these actually robots or because they're talking about like genetic manipulation. Like I think they're yeah. like hybrid robot genetic. Yeah, they're like, like cyborgs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like I think they're genetically engineered. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the way they present them, it's almost like they're more like clones. Yes. Right or that they're they're well, building. That's what, yeah, that's why they call them like replicas. Right, right? like they're building parts that mm-hmm. they grow organically and then maybe putting them together. I don't know, but like, yeah. So at what point are they just like machines? Right, where they're like, I take buttons and I put them on a shirt. I take buttons and I put them on a shirt. Or you know, a monkey with the symbols. Oh, and then a, at what, and then at what point does it become you're a human? Which is the you know the, well it's a, the, the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, and a question that we're going through right now actually uh, yeah. as a society, which is terrifying. But <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to do? Uh, yeah, I, I I think very much you can make the argument as soon as something has um, realization of self, then you are a living entity. Yeah, like I, I don't think there's any doubt that that Roy is alive. Yeah, but I mean in the sense of like more like uh, I I believe once you have that that um, sense of self, you are a per, you're more than a, more of a person, more of a human being than you are a machine. Yeah, easily. Yeah, but uh, there's always that line, right? It's like oof, like is Siri, you know, a person? No. But. Well, no, but I I don't think. Uh, that that's not something that has self-awareness and has the ability to uh, create its own emotion. No, and absolutely. Yes, you're right. So, so at, at the movie is how it presents it where they go like, we kill these things before they get emotions. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, well, clearly you've discovered that they can have emotions. They can. So you've killed and, some that did have them. <laughs> and you, you even describe them as emotions, which mm-hmm. doesn't tell me it's like, like there's another version of this where they go, yeah, after four years, they get some weird thing where the programming just starts going crazy and they start stop following direct and like they start kind of like acting unpredictably. So we just limit it to that because we can't solve it. And then for it later to be figured out that what that is, is it's emotion and self-determination. But by calling them emotion emotions from you are, Jump Street, you're acknowledging your own uh, yeah. missteps in morality, essentially. Yeah. Which is very much the whole theme of this movie, because like that's how they get interrogated, is questions about morality. Yeah, and trying to get emotional responses out of out of them. Yeah. Which they're not supposed to be able to do or or mimic poorly. Well, that's what also drove uh, Deckard being one for me home was that um, there's certain moments in the movie where Rachel actually does ask him moral questions, just almost in passing, it feels like. like oh, it's really? Not a, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't quite clock that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She does at least once, um, like very directly. Uh, I don't know if I can find the exact quote, but... Uh, Oh, um, would you come after me? Would you hunt me? Certain questions like this are actually, oh, yeah. I, I think, more loaded towards not her own safety, but to see what his morality is. Right. Does he react to it? I, yeah. never, I never really clocked that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. that's the whole thing. That's where we start. That's We open with... Uh, one of our villains. Yeah, uh, Leon. Leon, which, uh, which again, I think really dictates either a villain. If you open with a villain, either yeah, you're yeah. going to agree with the villain or this villain's going to be so batshit crazy, you're not going to know what to do with him, <laughs> uh, which would be like a Joker, I guess, would be uh, my example of that because mm. they open up. Yeah, that the exact same way. So um, you have this guy, like a, a Blade Runner, or we have to assume a uh, a Blade Runner is asking him, uh, Leon questions. Yep, and he fucking snaps <laughs> and unloads on this guy, rightfully so, because they're trying to infiltrate. They're trying to get in there. They're trying to live, essentially. Yeah, they're trying um, to get close to Doctor Tyrell. They're trying to get to the people that designed them and then poison them, <laughs> essentially, right? I mean, you're poison. You have an expiration date that isn't necessary, which is crazy. So yeah, I would be gunning for those guys a hundred percent. I don't see why you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you'd you'd certainly want answers. Yes, uh, and you'd want to know if there's some way to turn it off or like 
set a cure. And I think that's one of the most dramatic points was where the doctor's just like, no, like once you've been made, like we can't undo it. It's not like a ticking time bomb. It's like something that's in your genes Mm -hmm. and you can't change the genes of a living thing because it, it'll kill them or they like turn, it turns virus. And like, like I really truly believe that he was telling the truth where it's like, it's been set in motion. You can't stop it now. You know? Yeah. But that's what makes him terrible. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's 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 programmed an expiry date into humans. He's pretty much the only person where I'm in this movie where I'm like, yeah, fuck you for sure. (laughs) Yeah. There's a, there's definitely some moral uh, problems with what he's doing. I also don't like people that like, uh, stroke their own dick. You know what I mean? Like this guy, like he brings out his assistant, Rachel, like, Hey, test it on her, test it on my newest thing. You know what I mean? Like he's got this like energy of like, I'm the fucking best. Look at what I've done. Like there's no need. I can't imagine a need to have an artificial owl in your fucking office. You know what I mean? This guy really thinks he's got big dick energy. His yeah. building is disgusting. <laughs> yeah. like, and we, we get a lot of long shots of that building, do you, we? Uh, oh, it is. Oh. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of, uh, have you ever gone to see The Room in theaters? No. Oh, you got, yeah, you got to try that on. Okay, Just okay. once. It's really yeah, fun. Yeah, it's yeah. like going to the Rocky Horror Picture Show where you're sure. like, except for it's 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 not as good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nowhere close to as good, actually. But uh, there's certain things that you're supposed to do at certain moments. And sure. they always do this pan of San Francisco um, that they keep going back to throughout the movie. So every time you see it, you're supposed to yell, meanwhile, in San Francisco. <laughs> and it's part of the thing and I kept doing that in my head meanwhile in Los Angeles yeah meanwhile 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 because it was like we know where you are you've already established that when we look at this room this is where we are you don't need to keep doing this although I did find a lot of the shots pretty visually stunning so it's like "Eh." it's visually a very interesting movie and like it, it it has its tone perfectly figured out like and it's aged very well. Yes, I think. it does. Well, yeah. there's actually a great thing where they're like, so, so this movie's supposed to take place November 2019. So this, which is, is hilarious, just a couple months away. Although I feel like they got the smog level right. Yeah. Well, th- no, there's a picture where they go. This is Shanghai, tw- uh, like earlier this year, and this is a shot from uh, <gasps> from uh, Blade Runner. No, and it looks like identical, oh, like in scary. terms of like smog and stuff. Yeah, but uh, the other thing I would uh, was um, yeah, I, I feel like this is there's a few sci-fi movies like from the late '70s, early '80s, um, where they really leaned hard into like, look what we can do with visual effects and particularly models, I would say, right? Where they spend a lot of time panning across these things. Oh yeah. Being like, look at how magnificent it is. And then they cut to the person watching it. And then they cut back to the thing. Then they cut back to the person like being like, wow. And then they cut back to the scene Mm. again. And you're like, this is going on way (laughs) too long. But that's because we don't have the same awe factor that we do now. Yeah. Right? We're we're like, that was so cutting edge Mm -hmm. that they're like, people will want to watch this for five minutes. True. Um, The other sci-fi one that's like that from around the same time period is Star Trek The Motion Picture. That first one is so boring. And there is probably <laughs> a, f- like, I'm trying not to exaggerate, yeah. but it's probably like one or two minutes, which on screen time is so long. And it's just them panning across the Starship Enterprise, being like, look at it. And then they cut to the crew being like, wow. Look, like they're just looking yeah. out a window. And then they cut back. It's like, and they do that for like a minute. And you're like, I get it. You've got a model. Like, just get on with the story. So I found Blade Runner to be very similar to that. I actually liked watch. I didn't, uh, at no point was, did I feel super bored to be honest, Really, <laughs> which is something that I read about afterwards. Uh, cause like, I was just like Googling for the, like the, uh, cast list, stuff like that, prepping a little bit. And yeah, it's a, a, this movie was so polarizing for people because mm. some people, uh, claim it to be one of the best sci-fi movies of all time, or like at least, 
um, the influence of so many sci-fi movies and such a big fucking deal and a huge impact. And some people were like, this is the most boring movie I've ever watched in my goddamn life. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, and that was my first read on it. When I first saw it, I was working at a video store and I'm like trying to get through all like the America's, uh, American Film Institute's 100 mm-hmm. Best Movies of All Time, you know, just like whatever oh, I had. Oh, okay, yeah. You know, and uh, I came across this one and I was like, oh, this will be like a sci-fi. I've heard about this movie. Mm-hmm. It's a classic. And I was just like, this drags. Mm-hmm. But watching it this time, it didn't seem as, like, don't get me wrong, there's those long shot establishing shots that I could really do without, but other than that, I felt it kind of worked. Oh, I just thought it was stylized so nice I didn't mind. Yeah. I just did really sit there and like really just soaked it in. But yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Each of their own, yeah, yeah. Uh, I will, one thing I, that drives me crazy, and I will mention this every time it comes up in a sci-fi thing, is like, they're like, it's the future. We live in space now. We fight space battles. Mm-hmm. We've got flying cars. There's hum- There's robots that look like humans, and we still use old school CRTs, the cat like the cathode ray tubes, the old bubble TVs. Oh, right, I like see. the. <laughs> oh, I didn't even clock that. Oh, That's God, a great point. It yeah. bothers me every single time because every sci-fi movie from the 80s is like, well, this is what computers are and this is what computers are forever. It'll be that really pixelated text on a screen. Yeah. And <laughs> that, I was thinking about something kind of so not not televisions, but I was thinking about how um, some of the stuff I'm like, oh, you're, you've overshot so much. And then some of the things like computers and stuff like that, I'm like, they're always so completely undershot. It's hilarious how much, uh, I feel like Apple and certain companies have like, you really like changed the landscape of everything. Cause we didn't go anywhere close to a direction that some people thought we were going to go. I mean, that's a, that's the issue that you have with trying to predict the future, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like, like the internet doesn't exist in Star Trek. <laughs> Like, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> like, I like never they, thought about that before. <laughs> I mean, I guess it kind of does because they, uh, you know, do things. Well, they like spaces. databases. And yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And and to be fair, this movie kind of predicts like uh, photo enhancement and like editing yeah. software and stuff like that. And like, mm-hmm. there's a couple like really insightful things, but it's just like, like man, when when. It's supposed to be a spaceship and you got a dot matrix printer in there. Like, you know, like <laughs> it's so clearly something that it it just is so out of place because it looks so dated to us now. Yeah. Although I'm so glad that we didn't get flying cars. <laughs> oh, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Well, yeah, I'm like, I, I just nobody would see the sun anymore. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's what I did really like about this movie, too, is like we have these flying cars and stuff, but it's not this like airy, like, Mm, uh, you know, futuristic sky city. It's like, it's very much a down in the streets kind of walking to these like shacks with like umbrellas over them to get street food and, you know, like little things hidden mm-hmm. away that that felt very real to me. Yeah. It felt, uh, watching it cause I had never seen this movie before. I was like, Oh, I bet a lot of the fifth element was based off of this stylistically. Like some of it, when they're going through like how chaotic it is and how like, it's not actually like that nice in a lot of these places. Like it's crazy and it's dirty and it's like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, for sure. And for sure, it, it is an influence. Like, as you said, it's one of these huge mm. sci-fi influence movies where I don't think you could watch any sci-fi movie that's come out since and argue that it hasn't somehow been influenced by uh, Blade Runner. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah. yeah. Okay, so if you're these uh, replicants, uh, do you do the same moves they do? Like, do you, would you operate the same way? What do you think you would do differently is what I'm asking, I guess. Uh, I mean, well, it's it's hard to say. Like, if you gave me six months to live mm-hmm. and you were like, this person did this to you, go find, would I go find that person and try and get them to undo it? Absolutely. You know, if... Mm, I don't know. I might just lean into it. <laughs> what do you mean? If I've got six months left, maybe I just try and make them my best six months. 
Well, I mean, maybe they are though, like because because they're saying oh, I guess that they're is... n- they're forbidden on Earth, and they're just mm-hmm. like, let's go and do this thing that's this human experience. Let's not be slaves um, in mining colonies on these other planets or that's fighting in wars. Yeah. Or like I think Zora, uh, one of them mm-hmm. is like a pleasure bot or whatever. Like oh, she's yeah. like, so she's like clearly designed as like a, a sex worker or you know stripper entertainer mm-hmm. or something along that lines. Yeah, I can't she's imagine. Probably that's, not great. <laughs> no, so she's like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna you know eat um, pad thai for the first time or so. You know, like yeah. I'm gonna. Yeah, go to a, I'm gonna go right. to a nightclub. I'm gonna live it up. You if know? that was my life, I'd probably want to light a few people up. That makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> like as in kill them. <laughs> well, the people that did it, sure. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And I think they're on a shorter time, like because when they start out, Roy is basically like they go to the eye guy, the guy who just builds eyes, yeah. and they're like, "We just want to know when we were built and when <gasps> we're going to expire." Yeah, right. Like, that's what they want from him originally. That's true. And that's something that's a that's a need to know. Yeah, that is a need to know. Yeah. You're like somebody. Somebody here knows when you're going to die. Do you go and find them? Yeah, probably. Of course. (laughs) And, you know, it's a short period of time, right? Do I have Mm -hmm. six months? Do I have eight months? Do I have a year? Because I don't you don't even remember when you are created. Like you think that you're born because of their memories, right? They're given false memories. Mm-hmm. They think that they're like 30, 40 years old. Really, they're like six months old. Oh, that'd be such a mind fuck. Yeah. And <sighs> and a crazy mind fuck for something that's uh, thinking, feeling human, right? Look, to, to be four years old and coming to terms with... Uh, that you were built for a purpose by somebody who doesn't care about your emotions or your feelings and that they have programmed for you to die just as soon as you sort of become aware of this. That's true. He also, uh, would he, uh, goes to kill, or sorry, um, uh, Roy, when he goes to kill his maker, essentially, yeah, was he calls it? He's like, I'm going to kill you, my maker. Uh, the doctor's like, I can't. I this one line, I was like, oh yeah, I could see why you would fly into a rage after that. It's like a the light that burns twice as bright lives half as long, essentially. Like yeah, that's the, sure. I could. I can't imagine anybody that's just gonna drop a like just like a a line like that when you're like, oh, so you're gonna die. So like that's so casual. Like. If some, I had somebody tell me a few weeks ago in earnest, they were like, I was trying to get on a show and he was like, oh, a uh, squeaky wheel gets the grease. I was furious. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say something like that to another fucking human being. That's crazy. Okay. I just hate these little like sayings and little like, mm, well, this is going to be better because I have a limerick for you. Like, fuck off, man. Are you kidding me? I'm about to die to stop talking about light. Are you kidding me? <laughs> be furious. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'd fly into a rage. I yeah. would absolutely fly Maybe into you're a rage. a replica. <laughs> that bothers most people oh, squeaky wheel gets the race <laughs> and then you're just, I, don't I know. can't oh guys i maybe that is just me but like if somebody's throwing sayings at you passive aggressively it's a, yeah I can't. It, it is a dick thing to do where it's you're di- like we're like because you're talking in cliches at that point you're just like you're, talk to me as a human being you're talking to me in cliches about me dying yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know. I mean, he did get his skull crushed in the next. Oh, uh, oh yeah, he died real hard. Real hard. <laughs> um, but uh, in a way, I do think like Tyrell was saying, like I'm proud of you because you've become so much more than we ever designed you to be. Like that's what that's essentially what he's saying. Yeah, is, but like, say you've... that, Dad. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you have you've broken free of your programming and you have like tried to live like trying to find your own life and emotions and stuff like that. And that's not something that we programmed you for. Therefore, like you've become human and, but still you're going to die. Sorry. Like it's a, it's a real, it's a fucking pill to swallow. Yeah. And I don't think you're allowed to say that to somebody when you've hired someone to kill them. No, no, I did. I don't think Tyrell hired anybody to kill them. 
Uh, that's Nobody's, just like a, that's a police force. No, it is a police force, but um, like they have a whole meeting together. He knows what time it is. Oh, for sure. He knows people are after them for sure. Yes. Yeah. And it's yeah, not yeah, like yeah. he's trying to save these people or do anything to help them. Like he knows that they're going to get killed. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. I'm, I'm sure he's pretty happy about that fact after he punctured his eyes out. <laughs> That's gotta be <laughs> one the, of the worst. Every time I see that in something, I'm like, ah, oh, do we really need to go back? Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Uh, that was, uh, I, I don't know why I found this one worse. I think it's because the, the way they did the blood, maybe it was really long the way I they wrote, did it. Yeah. I could, I could have done without that. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, I'm not squeamish. Like, I'll watch most things. And this one, I was like, ah, this feels excessive. Yeah. Yeah, this, is, this is also taking a lot longer than I thought. Then yeah, I would assume it would to just poke. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> just like you can show him like grasping his head and like then cut away and give me a little like crunching sound. And I yeah, I would rather watch you know? somebody's skull get crushed. I think than yeah, the, 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 the eye thumbs thing. through the eyes. But I also don't like to touch my eyes. So oh, I think that's Oh, I can't uh, wear everywhere contacts. No, neither can I. No. I I yeah, if once my eyes get worse, I'm going to be in a real problem. Because yeah. like I sweat too much for glasses and I don't like touching my eyes. <laughs> I'm going to be um, it's it's a real it's issue. It's a real problem. This is a real fucking I can't wear my glasses on stage cuz yeah. I fog up immediately. Yeah. Uh one thing I want to talk about was this uh when Rachel comes back to uh Deckard's apartment. Yeah. That was a real gross scene to me where like he stops her from leaving. Oh, when, um, so not like initially. No, like, no, yeah, later. the second time. Oh, okay, because I was going to like, say, yeah. And he slams the door shut on her and then kind of like <laughs> I wrote forces that. himself on it. Like I think he even says like, like he's got her pinned up against a wall and he's like, um, tell me that you want to me to kiss you. And it was like, this is a person who has been told to kill you. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're in a position like, like that was gross to me. Oh, I just wrote down one. I wrote down jarring. <laughs> like I, there was nothing. Uh, I, I, I didn't find anything nice about it. It was, uh, it, it's just seemed weirdly acted to me in the sense of like, I'm like this, how to say it. I'm like, this was neither good nor bad nor something. I, I, I just didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, is there something that I'm missing from this dialogue that I should be picking up on? Like is, is when he's saying the, tell me these things, is he looking into her eyes to see what her pupils are doing? So when she says it, he knows if she wants it or not or whatever. Like, I just feel like I missed out on some Jedi mind trick that I was supposed to know about. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah. 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 We I, like I realized I talked for like 60 seconds there and really circled around a point, but that was what I was trying to say. No. And I get, I get your point exactly where you're like, what is this supposed to demonstrate about who she is as a fully formed human and who he is as possibly a replicant. Yeah. Or like, like I thought it was but you're right. There's something like missing there. He was trying to read something off of her because that's what he does. Or is this him sort of seeing her as a, a, a human for the first time because he's like falling for her. But then in know. which case, like it's too aggressive. It's very aggressive, you know? And it's just, it's yeah. it it doesn't play it doesn't play and I was just like that is a weird weird scene and I'm not yeah. I'm not here for it yeah yeah <laughs> but I mean and then they run away together at the end but again does she have any choice in the matter like she's what like what in what sense what do you mean well like he's the guy who's been sent to kill her if he's just like yeah yeah come on and I won't kill you. You know, like it's a, I don't know. It's a strange authority thing to me. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. I, I just found it jarring. I think it was either weird, like one one line needed to change or something, or I just didn't grab onto what I was supposed to grab onto in that scene, I guess. Yeah. But again, it could be like a timing thing in the sense of like, we're watching this now. You know what I mean? Like we're watching this 2000, literal 2019. Yeah. Okay. Uh, which is what it's supposed to be set. Like we're watching from the future. Certain romantic scenes, the tone is so much more different now, or it feels different because we've been educated differently. Yeah, like sure. maybe that scene was just supposed to be seen as 
you know, extra passionate or really like rugged. He's rugged or he's uh, forceful or something like that. And I like that, but it doesn't translate the same way anymore. And maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Uh, uh, maybe I'm trying at to the very read le- at the very much. least. It's that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. The, yeah. Other extremes. It's, it's different. Uh, another thing I found horrific about this was uh priest. Yeah. Her death scene was horrifying to me. Yeah, because I kind of liked her. Cause she, yeah, she's like doing like backflips and stuff. She had like a fun energy. She had like a circus energy to her where I'm like, ah, oh, you know what? Like I, I probably wouldn't trust you alone in my apartment, but like you're fun to have around, it seems like. Yeah, and then Decker just shoots her and she <laughs> like fucking spasms on the ground horrifically in pain. And you're just like, I get that the point of this movie is mm. to show that they are like human. mm uh, but, uh, man, whew, that one was a Roy does something afterwards that I do not like, and I do not understand, which is, um, kissing dead people. Mm. Now maybe, and to be fair, I've never been in the situation, so I don't know what the play would be. Maybe that is a general, very normal thing to do. But in my mind, I'm like, that person's no longer there. This is very this is their shell and it's very weird to me <laughs> anytime because it's not just this movie it's in a lot of uh, movies I, yeah right? i i know where it's like th- this person's dead i gotta kiss them one last time i i get the i'm dying kiss i don't get the i'm dead kiss uh, <laughs> is I, what i'm trying to say i do in the sense of like the transition that you're talking about between you are alive and you are this person mm-hmm. and, that and then you are a body yeah who is not that person mm-hmm. is not just it isn't it's not. It's not a light switch. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That kiss in my mind is the process of acknowledging that. That's I think that it was g- maybe because her tongue was out too. That yeah. Kind of I mean, like, I like that's, there's a. I, like, I don't know if we needed a, that. Kind of a horrific way to do it, but like, yeah, it's that process of being like, I'm gonna kiss you goodbye because you're mm-hmm. not here anymore. This is you know, this has yeah. now become a body rather than a person. It's, I, I guess know, I just all. don't say goodbye with tongue. I think that's my thing. <laughs> I just don't, I don't think tongues are for goodbyes. <laughs> tongues are a hello kiss. <laughs> yes. <laughs> hey, how you doing? You're doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I'm here. not using tongue to close a conversation. <laughs> that's, <laughs> I guess that's what I, yeah. <laughs> 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 That's the sound you make too when you yeah. do it. <laughs> 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 can we can we try the kiss without the sound effects? <laughs> <laughs> you're, oh, you're blowing man. into my mouth. Please. You're blo- <laughs> I, <laughs> I will say I'm not going to get into what they were, but I will say I've been called on weird sexual behavior before. <laughs> Nothing crazy, but some light stuff where they're like, "Do you always?" say that <laughs> oh maybe i shouldn't <laughs> oh we don't i'll recite the magna carta when we come <laughs> oh well uh, i guess i'm weird, weird then. then sorry okay only the founding document of western democracy whatever guess you're the queen mm. of fucking england <laughs> scream god's name but you can't yeah recite the magna carta ridiculous <laughs> <laughs> Why was that the specific thing I went to? Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> now I'm gonna I'm gonna start to think you're a little weird, Craig. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I got some secrets. You got some <laughs> some stuff in your closet there. Uh, uh, anything else uh, you wanted to talk about for Blade Runner? I don't know if I I feel like they're just super sympathetic in terms of like villains because they're also people that are being hunted to death for the for just being who they are. Yes. Like, and yeah. there's, there's an institution and, and a the, system to hunt them and kill them. And by the so- society that created them, I yes. think is the, the most, I, I think it's the worst part about it is that, um, it's not that like, I, I don't know if these guys were like aliens or something like that, I would be more on board with like, okay, we got to like monitor these people. We got to make sure that this is okay. But like you've literally designed these people, you know exactly what happens, exactly what they do, how they do it, and who they are. Oh, is it that person's fault, or is it the person that created them? Yeah, well, and, and they they say in the beginning the reason that they 
were banned from Earth is because some of them got uppity and started killing humans. And they're like, well, we can't have them around. And at no point did anyone like argue about, well, why are, why are they killing humans then? Is it because mm-hmm. we've enslaved them and put artificial expiry dates on them and treat them like they aren't feeling, thinking beings? Yeah, because I think there's... Well, and obviously this isn't the same movie and it's not a good movie in this way, but uh, why are they so human? They didn't have to be, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like, except aside from perhaps some certain things where it's like, okay, you're a uh, sex worker, in which case, yeah, you probably want them to look as human as possible. But like, why why give them emotions? Why give them uh, memories? Why, you know what I mean? Because that's when it becomes cruel in my mind is to give uh, something, I, this idea of self. Yeah. And then like, going, oh, no, that was all fake. Also, I find it's very weird that um, the doctor uses people that he knows. Oh, like their memories. The backup memories. Yeah. That's fucking wild to me because it's almost like you're downloading a person. And then re and then remaking that person, even if they don't look the same, it's still like that person. It's kind of like the um, uh, it kind of reminds me of the Black Mirror episode where they do um, where they're in the spaceship. Oh yeah, uh, where the he, Cal- USS Calister episode where he where he downloads people yeah. and then uh, and then reuploads them. It's like, well, what is the morality here? Because they are real, like they're they're thinking, they're aware. Where's the line? I don't know, uh, but yeah. it's it's like it's this weird thing of like it's you have created a replica of that person. Yeah, of that, your because, niece. <laughs> because yeah, it's like, I, and then then you get into the deeper thing of like, what are the memories? Like, what? How much of you? is in your past experiences and how much is... Oh, like nature you know, versus nurture. Well, yeah, it's like, yeah. If, it, like if if I just took all of Rebecca's memories and put it in a, you know, a robot and was like, hit play, oh. it, is, that, is that person you? Or is there something else working there? Well, I, I think you know, if like that is thing it, is self-aware, then it has. It, there is a certain part of it that has to be. Yeah, uh, no, uh, yeah. It, it would probably be similar to you, but is it you? I would argue no, because there's. I think there's more to being you than just. And I, I think there's things that affect your uh, behavior more than just your memories. Like, yeah, don't get me if, wrong. Like, you burn your hand mm-hmm. on a stove and you're f- afraid of stoves now. Yes. That's because of a memory. Mm-hmm. But, like, we all have, like, different brain chemistry. We all have, like, you know, there's uh, even different gut bacteria. Like, you know, you get angry when you're hungry, not because you remember that it's because there's other things going on. I mean, this is getting really deep into it, (laughs) but like, this is like philosophy stuff. Like what makes you, you? Well, I I honestly, (laughs) I I honestly think what makes you more you is uh, the choices that you make. Sure. But, and I guess what I'm saying is if I take all your memories up to this point, put it in a robot and then I have you and I have the robot with all your memories. Well, I believe Do you guys make the same choice? I, I believe we would at minimum make similar choices, right? And if it's two different timelines, then it would never be the exact same, right? So it is just almost like me in a different timeline. Yeah. If that makes any sense. I guess so, Because yeah. you would want to... Because um, the reason you choose the things you do is because, well, I'm not going to touch the stove anymore because I touched it and I know that that's bad. Or I'm not going to say this negative thing to somebody because the last time I did that, I felt really bad about it. Like, you would still have the memories of the feelings that you would be having in those moments and they would shape who you are to a certain degree at least. Except if you're incapable of processing emotion, in mm. which case you go, I'm not going to say this bad thing to somebody, but if you're just developing now a emotions mm. and stuff like that, you go, well, well, what does feeling bad about it do? Anyway, it gets, it gets really, <laughs> it 
it gets really complicated. Oh, you know what God. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think it's a little too deep for uh, <laughs> someone as unqualified as myself <laughs> to grapple with. Well, the the sad part is, is like I like you were saying, like we're close to it. I don't think we're, and we maybe talked about this on our. Oh, Matrix I don't think we're episodes. close to um, self realization, but I do think we're getting closer to things that are scary. <laughs> right, and yeah, absolutely, and I think honestly, in our lifetime, this is a conversation that we are going to have to have where you go at what point is this computer smart enough to be considered uh uh if not human at least a a, a living feeling entity well, you're, you're essentially playing god in that sense like you're creating another species of something exactly if, if those if, if that thing could reproduce at all or create it's uh you, you know what i mean like if there's some sort of circle of life or if they uh have no mortality or something like you're, you're in trouble. <laughs> this is problems. Yeah. Cause you are acting uh, like God. Yeah. And, and we're going to, and we're, that doesn't, that doesn't go good. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> never has and never will. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's, it's deep stuff. Like you can see why, you know, a movie like this is a classic. Cause we can sit around and talk about, Oh yeah. You can talk about this for hours. Oh my God. Yeah, The themes are universal. If like, we were smoking weed right now, shut it down. <laughs> this would be a six fucking hour podcast. <laughs> and I would also love to see Craig high. So let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Get some ship of thesis arguments in here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Get a beanbag chair. We're done. <laughs> this has been after hours. <laughs> it's been after <laughs> dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because it's hard to know where the conversation ends because it's, it could just you go down this rabbit hole of like, what if, what if, what if, what if? And the the problem with a lot of these things is if um, you have something intelligent designing something intelligent, that thing will always be uh, reflective of its designer, right? Like that's why they're having a lot of problems with uh, facial recognition because uh, it's all being designed by uh, white dudes, yes. <laughs> old white guys. Uh, so they won't recognize anybody's face except for a white guy. <laughs> and it's it's unconscious bias too. It is, and it, for it, the most part, at, yeah. at no point, or I, you have to was, uh, hope and assume that at no point this was intentional. But it's something that seeps in and happens. So what is that thing for this? Because it's something. <laughs> Yeah. We just haven't landed on what it is here. Yeah, and it could be that, like in this case, that we just have an affinity for things that are more human. Like that that's mm. happened with like domestication, right? It's like we we have largely looked to animals that are mammals. Yes. It, it's, it's similar to us who have big eyes and are friendly to people. That so like look may, like they're smiling. Yeah. So we have we have we're drawn to animals like that. Uh, and and have made them our friends because they are receptive to us in a way mm. that we like, which, like, you know, you're talking about why make them human. Maybe that's that. Maybe it's just because we're more comfortable with that as the mm. form of the robot rather than, you know, like the, the tin box with the light bulbs for eyes, you know? Yeah, Maybe classic that. 80s robot. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's like 1950s robot, I'm thinking. Oh, like with no, the I was, thinking, the hands and I was like, thinking like in all those 80s movies, the robot that just shows up, like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, another interesting part that we could look at is like Blade Runner, by the time we watch this, uh, it's very clear cut that Roy is is human. Like, I, I think the audience looks at that and they go, this is a thinking feeling. Oh, human, yes. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's very clear right now to me that my iPhone is not. Oh, yes. Right? There is a transition in there and there is this gray space, which, mm. like, at what point does it just tip on you and you're like, oh, right, I guess they are human now. Oh, shit. Like, <sighs> I dropped my phone on the bathroom tile and the screen cracks and that's not a human rights abuse, but... Mm. 20 years from now, uh, you know, I tell a computer to go fuck itself and that it goes home and cries. I was like, you yeah. know, like, like there's going to have to be a mental shift and like what that point is in the middle is, is, uh, is insane to me that you got to figure that out. Well, yeah. Cause they give them a uh, pain processing, right? Yeah. Because they like they feel it. They, uh, w like when he punches the nail through, um, yeah, and they must have like proper organs and everything because that uh, uh, she bled so much when she died. Yes, and they yeah. all do. So yeah. yeah, they can't feel pain, but they can be killed. Which yeah, so is, it's uh, kind of like Westworldy, I guess. Yeah, I guess yeah. so. Yeah, 
Robots, Ooh. man. Fucking crazy. <laughs> That's another ra- Westworld is another rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta we gotta shut it down. <laughs> too human for too, for human. Uh, more human than human. That's yeah. the that's the quote. Also, Rob Zombie did that, or White Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> Just ignore that reference. Uh, anything else you want to no, say? No, I think I think uh, I think I said everything I need to say yeah. on that. Uh, well, actually, yeah. I have so much more, but we need. I need to cut myself. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. We'll <laughs> we'll keep going. So I guess. Uh, well, yeah. Time to give our uh, definitive rankings of how good the villain oh, was. Oh yeah. Our ranking. I did a blade ranking. Oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, did you? I did. Yeah! Same rankings. I, I did a sharpness and speed scale. <laughs> oh, no, I did. I went a very different way, so okay. don't worry. I went uh, from a blade of grass. Oh, uh, okay, okay, okay. To Wesley Snipes in Blade 3. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to give this a. I'm going to give uh, Roy a Beyblade. You know what I mean? He was, oh, okay. Yeah, you know what I mean? Not constructed very well, but that's not your fault. Just, You're still fun. <laughs> just some battling tops. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Not their, not their fault. What they bump into, no. right? Uh, yeah. So I did the sharpness and speed scale uh, in in terms of Blade Runner. <laughs> I went real literal this yeah, this round. This stuff. round, yeah. Uh, I did uh, so on the scale of a butter knife meandering uh, to a diamond tip saw sprinting. Uh, I gave this one, I gave Roy Beatty uh, a solid speed walking disposable razor. Uh, can be a little dangerous if you don't know, if it doesn't know what, what you're doing with it. Uh, but that's what happens when you give it to an emotionally immature four-year-old dealing with mortality, right? Yeah. That four-year-old's going to cut himself. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was so specific. I know. Speed walking disposable razor, everybody. <laughs> Uh, we, I work so hard on these that it never shows. <laughs> uh, and I guess before we get to our hero and villain of the week, uh, just a couple ways, uh, you can help the podcast. Yes. Uh, please like, and subscribe on Apple or any, whatever, whatever you're using, please, uh, tell your friends, you know what I mean? Uh, spread it around. That's really nice, uh, of you guys to do that. You can follow us at VWR, uh, at- what VWR podcast on, on Twitter? Twitter? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like our Facebook page. I'm on there. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm checking it occasionally. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> uh, if you want suggestions uh, for for future episodes, um, or if you just want to like be like, hey guys, you're awesome, and drop us a compliment or two, uh, you can hit us at villainwasright at gmail dot com. Uh, and uh, we'll do our best to get back to you. And we do we do read all the emails. We do take your suggestions. Um, we take them very seriously. Take them very, very we have seriously. a Google document that yeah. we are adding to daily. We, we track everything. So, uh, yeah, just drop us a line there. And um, if you do have a couple bucks, that you want to help yeah, us out with. Yeah, Patreon! Yeah, and you can actually, uh, if you have a suggestion, uh, we actually have a monthly uh, user poll where we do our monthly uh, um, audience choice episode. So if you become a, a Two-Face level patron, you can uh, vote for that. We also have early release episodes and we have uh, bonus episodes, two bonus episodes a month actually uh, for our highest uh, uh, patron level. Uh, so uh, yeah, go in there if you got a couple bucks to throw around. Uh, yeah. I want to help us support the. We even the cost have a dollar of... tier, don't we? Yeah, if you, you just... don't even need a couple of, but you need one dollar. Yeah, <laughs> and just you know, if you just want to, uh, yeah, tip jar. You know, if you like what we're yeah. doing, uh, help us with the the production cost of the podcast. Uh, it's it's greatly appreciated. Uh, and if you don't, that's cool too, because you guys are the best. We love you, listeners. Uh, thank you for listening and supporting this far. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's time for the hero and villain of the week. What do you got? Uh, uh, this one I got. Oh, I've got a villain. Oh, uh, I have I, a hero. Okay, uh, do you want to lead it off? Because I actually yeah. need to uh, pull something up here. Yeah, for sounds a great. Because yeah, yeah. uh, I, I just doing. I don't even know this woman. I just saw it this week, and I'm so excited. It, it'll be a little, a few weeks past now when we release this episode. Uh, but this uh, video of this woman came out. Uh, of a woman yelling at a vapor on the uh, TTC, on the subway. Have you okay. seen this, Craig? No, no, no. Oh, it's, it is so great. Not that I don't mind, I, I don't mind people vaping. That's totally cool. Like, I've uh, been in a few places. Like, I was at a restaurant the other night, and a girl vaped right next to me, and then wide-eyed me. I was like, I'm so sorry. I forgot I was inside. And I was like, yeah, it's not a problem. Don't worry about it. But I guess this woman, this this girl was vaping constantly on the, uh, on the streetcar, which you cannot do. 
Um, also, it, this is an enclosed space. You know what I mean? Like you're taking over everybody's atmosphere. This oh, yeah. old woman apparently politely asks, hey, like, could you please not do that? Like it's it's affecting me. And this girl basically told her to take a fucking hike. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like, no, I'll do what I want, da-da-da-da-da, right? And then this other younger woman stepped in and started just verbally ripping this girl apart. And I have never cheered so hard for an internet video. Like, I was just (laughs) so excited this girl was going off. She was like... How dare you never talk to your elders that way? How dare you disrespect this woman? You should not be vaping on this car right now. This is not right. And this girl's like, I'm going to fuck you. Like, basically, like, I'm going to fuck you up, bitch. Like, you don't talk to me that way. And the other woman just stonewalled her. was just like, try it. I dare. I'm begging you. I'm begging you to try it right now. And I was like, this girl is going to hit her. Anyway, the other girl ended up getting grabbed out of the car. Like, somebody pulled her away. Like, don't mess with these people. But the way she stood her ground so hard, I like, I just aspire to be that awesome. I'm like, because I'm 100% sure that this girl would have fucked this other girl up. This other girl was like, I've got my earrings out, I've got my hair. Like, she was like this, like, she was insane. And this girl was just like, try it. Wow. So, so calm, just like, try it. I dare you to try it. Make my day. Basically, I'm like, you are awesome. You are a hero. And I hate people that vape in public spaces. And uh, yeah. Yeah. Just the best. Just we should all have the courage to stand up for what we believe in. Oh, on buses. I love when people join in. I think that's my whole thing. I watched one from Australia where this guy was going off about like this religious whatever. And the whole bus basically just started booing him. And I was like, this is what we need. Yeah. We need everyone to stand up for th- the things that are right. You, yeah. You just need one hero to say, cause we all put our, like I, the other day I watched a guy um, eat an entire rotisserie chicken and throw every single bone on the floor of the bus. And I was just beside myself, but I just was like, you know what? It's not, I was talking myself down the entire time. I'm like, it's not worth it. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. This is the kind of person who anything. eats a rotisserie chicken on the bus. They've got nothing. No, to lose. Oh, nothing to lose. <laughs> nothing to lose. Like I'm done here. But literally I got off the bus and I, I, I thought about, I, I'm still talking about him. This was, yes. you know what I mean? This was like months ago. This is a society. We yeah. have rules. This should not stand. <laughs> exactly. So honestly, I think just after watching that, I'm like the next time I see, see something, say something like I'm just, yeah. <laughs> I just think I can't contain it anymore. Craig, I'm going to come in here with a black eye soon. Yeah. Like, I just feel like I'm going to get hit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, well, rant done. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. There we go. Yeah, that's a, yeah, very good. Uh, I've got a, uh, I've got a villain this week. This goes, this, and this goes a while back. So this is a, this is a crazy story. <laughs> so, um, uh, a while back, this is a, this is a couple years ago. Um, I was lucky enough. I, I did a, a show called the No Foul Language Comedy Tour. I uh, have been on one of those shows. Okay. I, think, I think, yeah, I think we talked about. It. I think maybe you yeah. did it the year after. So, uh, and they recorded it for CBC Radio. So this is this is uh, government-run radio, which yeah. is normally pretty risk-averse. And this, on top of that, this was a clean comedy showcase, mm-hmm. right? It's not a problem for me. It, it recorded, it went out, and uh, it aired. And uh, <laughs> like I was surprised you said no, no. It, <laughs> and it, it, I get, I guess it aired. <laughs> no, and it aired. Okay. And then uh, at one point, uh, they replayed it. I didn't know they were replaying mm-hmm. it. So it was like kind of late at night, and I see this number I don't recognize on my phone, and it's like from BC or whatever. And I'm like, oh, that's a telemarketer. Like, yeah. fuck that. I'm not answering it. I uh, didn't think anything of it. Went to bed. Woke up the next morning, and I've got this email. In my email inbox, which is titles titled "Your Comedy Makes You Out to Be a Douche at Times," I will just read you the first paragraph of this. This may seem like an unfriendly comment, but the way you talk about the environment and make light of it is just insulting to educated Canadians' intelligence. You sound like a young guy with a big ego and little little wisdom. And this goes on for a bit. Uh, I won't read no! the whole thing. Uh, and uh, I was like, holy fuck. Like, this is this is hate mail, right? Yeah. And they're talking about, like, you should talk about gay rights in Russia and take on Monsanto and, like, all this, like, and talk about intelligence stuff. And I was just like, um, 
okay. They're like, you should do the like aristocrats. That's the really funny, which is the joke where that's just as vulgar as you yeah, possibly can. Yeah, th- those two things don't go together. And I'm like, this is on CBC radio, but they end it with like, um, yeah, oh, it's like, P.S. Comedians who are funny. This is the, I'm not saying any of these people aren't funny, but this is the most scattershot list <laughs> okay. you're ever going to hear. Uh, Aziz Ansari, number one. No. Who's number one on anyone's list? No, no, no. Eddie Izzard as number two. Okay, I, I, I gotta give it. Eddie Izzard is amazing. Sure. Sure. Robin Williams, fine, etc. <laughs> I, I, and, uh, this is so. This is insane, right? Well, yeah, I'm not leading that list with a Zanzari man. Yeah, and they're like, first, I'd like your comments before I go to the management at CBC and tell them that you should take you off the air for your at times inconsiderate sheeple comedy. So this, this is. In no way does this describe my act that I do on a clean radio show, right? Uh, So I'm just like, that's fucking crazy. And I will say, I did get other people emailing me because of that set Mm -hmm. through my website being like, we loved it. Let us know when you're in town next. Do you think I held on to those emails? No, just this one. Oh, of course. Of course. That's how our brains work. Yeah. Right? And then uh, here's the crazy part. So I was like, this isn't from like uh, at Gmail or at Yahoo.com, mm-hmm. right? This is a specific web domain that this comes from. <gasps> and I'm just like, no way. So like, I like look it up. It's like, and it's some recording studio in BC, right? It's their website. And I go, that's fucking crazy. And then I go, <gasps> wait a minute. And I look at the number on the website they and I not. look at the, the, the call that I missed the night before the number matches. No. Yeah. So That's now, so cr- how did they find your number? I have no idea. The only thing I can think of is it was somehow on some website registration that I didn't think was public and yeah. was, but like not, you had not, to look, you had to look, <laughs> you had to do, you had to look, digging. right? Yeah. Which was fucking crazy. So I'm like, Oh, that's nuts. Like this took it from a, I'm st- like mad at this person for being, sending me yeah. hate mail to, Oh, this person's crazy. That's so aggressive. They called me two or three more times. Did you ever pick it up? No, <laughs> but I'm driving home from work one day yeah. and I'm like about a block from a house. This is like three or four days later. And I look in front of me uh, and there is a BC license plate on the car in front of me. <laughs> and my head just starts going like... Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Like I was like, if you're crazy enough, you could have driven from BC in that amount of time. Like that's not a short drive, but if you're diapering it and you're like, I'm going to go talk to this guy. I was like, you can make it. And I like was freaking out for a bit. I was like, this guy knows where I live because he found my phone number. With ease, apparently. Maybe he could find my, uh, he could find my, uh, Address, address yeah. and like this person with a BC license plate in the car in front of me is clearly driving to my house to murder me. <laughs> and I was just like, I freaked out. And it wasn't, it was just a car with a BC license plate. Yeah. But then course, I was just yeah. like, you know what? Maybe I should tell some people. <laughs> so I had to like go and tell the producers at CBC and be like, are they bugging any other comedians and stuff like that? Anyway, it was insane and never, they eventually stopped calling and I think that was it, but it was just like, this is, that was nuts. I can't believe days. Days. Multiple calls over multiple days. Yeah, because if it was like all within the same day, then I'd be like, okay, this person was really fired up and really excitable and decided that was going to be their day. If this has consumed like a week of your life. I know. Oh yeah. I would be checking license plates too. The other other thing is I don't understand the mentality where like the, I will say this, the person didn't understand the joke that I made, which is fine or whatever. And like, maybe it said something that they weren't okay with. I've never been the kind of person being like, well, I don't like that and everybody needs to know about it and I need to get a comment so that I can go to somebody like like mm. they like to get people in trouble because it's just something that you don't No, it's not controversial, it's not racist, it's not, you know, it's yeah. it's just an opinion that maybe you don't align with. I don't go, well, burn it all down. Like I, you know. People are great. One time we got um a review for this podcast. 
because uh, they're not all pot, obviously like yeah, we're, yeah, we're not, not for everybody. Of course not. Uh, no. That would be Ho- impossible. Hopefully, if you're listening at this point, you're oh, yeah, not yeah. the person who does bad reviews. <laughs> but uh, we had one. We, we haven't had a ton of them. We've been like really lucky. Like we've gotten a lot of great reviews, but we got one that stood out to me so much. But and it made me laugh so hard because the way he went into it, he goes. I tried and I tried and I tried and I just can't like this podcast. And I was like, dude, do you know what podcasts are? Like, you don't need to try. <laughs> you, by all means, if you are, I think I, this is episode 50 something. I think at this point, uh, if you're still trying, Ryan, you can leave. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we're good. Don't worry about it. You're the, <laughs> I'm like, dude, podcasts are supposed to be like you sample 15, maybe an episode. You sample an episode of it. And if it's not for, because not everybody clicks. I've listened to podcasts sure. that are super popular. And I'm like, this is not for me. This is not my cup of tea. I like all the comedians on it. I like whatever. Or I like the host. But like, there's something about it yeah. I do not like. I can't grab it onto. There are other podcasts from people that nobody would know that I'm like, this is amazing. But again, my own personal preference. But I didn't you know, ram through 12 episodes. Like <laughs> I need this. Like <laughs> I need to like the things everybody likes. Yeah. It's, it, anyway. it's okay. <laughs> it's fine. You have our permission to give up at this point. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Jesus oh, Murphy. Anyway, um, where can people find you? Craig? Uh, you can find me at Craig Faye comedy on Twitter, Craig Faye comedy, Facebook, Craig Faye.com for show dates. And, uh, I'm not really sure when this is coming out, but uh, check my website. Cause I'm, I'm doing, a whole bunch of runs of shows in September and uh, October and all the rest. So yeah, check out the website for uh, details on that. Yeah, uh, you can follow me at Rebecca Reeds on anything of your choosing. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, next week, we're going to be talking about uh, the Disney classic, Peter Pan. Peter Pan. Highly requested. So we're very excited to do that episode. Uh, and until then, this is The Villain Was Right, reminding you to check your expiry date. <laughs> The Villain Was Right was produced by Andrew Rivemi for the From Superheroes Network. For more great podcasts like this, as well as YouTube series, webcomics, and so much more, visit FromSuperheroes.com.